Welcome to Behave Intelligently, an uncensored exploration of behavior in the workplace, life, and the larger world. I'm your host, Jay Johnson. Thank you for joining this week's edition where we're gonna talk about time. I'm joined by some behavioral all-stars from Coeus Creative Group. How are you doing today, Mark? You know, I'm doing pretty good, but it is a crazy busy day today. Yeah, well, sorry to hear that. How about you, Madison? How are you doing today? Uh, feeling the same, pressed for time. We've got a lot going on this week, despite being stuck in the house. And Stephanie, what about you? Oh boy, uh, today is really full this week. I don't know how I'm going to get everything done. So when we look at the way that we communicate time and how we manage our busy lives and our deadlines and all these different things, we thought it would be a really interesting topic to get into the behavioral aspects of time management and deadlines. I'm going to share a story scenario with you that is all too common and something that I've heard many times as part of uh, being a membership organization that we're a part of. So the organization is called JCI and I'm going to say, Stephanie, you know, I'm part of this membership organization and we do these amazing opportunities for projects and everything else. I'd love for you to come and be a part of our uh, upcoming meeting. Would you be interested? Oh, you know, that sounds really interesting, but I am just so busy. There's no way I would have time for that. I, I just can't fit it in my schedule. Sorry. No, I, I, I can totally understand that. But let me ask you a question real quick. If you have no time right now, you have no time to do anything and add anything into it, what would you do in the event that maybe your garage caught on fire? If my garage caught on fire? Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't let it burn, I guess. I'd have to go put it out, uh, preferably sooner rather than later. So you would stop these other things that you're doing. You'd try to make sure that that fire was taken care of and maybe call your insurance company and manage that entire process. I would definitely have to cancel whatever I was going to do. Okay. So that would become your priority then, right? Yeah. Yes. So in terms of time, it's really a question for you of what is a priority. Now, this organization is someplace that's an investment into yourself where you can uh, grow as a leader, that you can be a, uh, a better person in your community and everything else. Would that be something that's a priority to you? Oh, well, when you put it like that, uh, that is something that I've been trying to work on. So maybe I can rearrange some things. So this is a scenario that I have played out hundreds of times in recruiting people to an organization is sort of reframing the way that we communicate about time. And I'm interested to hear from, uh, hear from the team, how do you communicate time? Is there anything that you notice the way that people engage time in their daily lives? How about you, Mark? Well, really right now, I wanna know if Stephanie's gonna join. <laughs> seemed like a pretty convincing argument to me. Uh, but I think when people talk about time, if you really pay attention to the words they're saying, their phrases, they are approaching time as, as though it's a currency. They're exchanging it for a product or good. I'm willing to spend $5 to buy this item. I'm willing to uh, spend time with my friends or uh, something they're, that they're trading. 
on a day-to-day basis. Well, that's an interesting point too, because time is seemingly a infinitely limited resource, right? Like we know that there's a, a cap on our time, not to get into the morbid or mortality, you know, discussion, but we also, if time resets every day and we have a new set of opportunities. Madison, how do you communicate time? What's something that you look at? Um, God, that's a good question. I think with everything going on, it kind of has made not only myself, but a lot of people realize um, how time flies. <laughs> I mean, obviously, with everything going on and being stuck in the house, it seems to be going by quicker. But um, just seeing people get sick and passing away that, you know, life really does fly by and you need to spend it wisely. So you use that word spend again, so it becomes that currency, that resource. Stephanie, what about you? How do you communicate in terms of time? Oh, time is like my treasure mound. I don't want to give any of it up ever. I've always said that I would literally pay the world, I don't know, the universe, if they would give me extra hours in the day. Um, I feel like uh, every day is like a new cake, and then you have to just like divvy up the slices of time and decide who and what gets them. And I always want more cake. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. I, I like that analogy. Well, and it's interesting because even like within organizations and the way that they structure their, you know, the way that they structure their benefits packages, right? Like you have, you can spend your vacation time or you can use your sick time. It's almost as though that resource uh, element of time is so prevalent in the way that we communicate it. And we do recognize that there's a limitation on it or that there's not enough hours in a day or that we don't have uh, so many breaths that you can take within a 24-hour period. When we think about time as an expendable or a finite or a limited uh, aspect, how do you think that that affects the way that people behave? Do you think it's something that maybe give some people urgency? Is it something that slows the world down? Where do you see the behavioral aspect of the way that we communicate time? Well, I think you can see it in some, some level of decision-making. You know, use the example of uh, using uh, sick time or uh, spending vacation time. Uh, what about that really nice day on like Tuesday where you, maybe you wanna go golfing or something and you go, uh, you know, I just, I don't want to waste my vacation day because we talked about spending, but we didn't talk about using the term waste. And mm -hmm. so I, I think that is a factor where you can see in the behaviors of how people use that, the decision-making process they go through, even if it's just internal, um, but you can see it in their word choices. And so we study body language quite a bit and, and reactions, but it's also the, the verbal side and uh, with everybody on phone calls, conference calls, and Zoom calls lately, I think that's even a more important thing to, to think about is how do they talk about it and watching those behaviors around it. Uh, you said in your example about investing time in yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think that's interesting is what happens if we change the way that we communicate time? I mean, uh, all right, here's a moment of honesty from the team. Are you the person that is always late 
or always early or do you show up right on time? Madison, which one are you? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Both. I am late and I am on time. Depends on <laughs> the, uh, I guess, event, you could say. Okay, so the level of priority. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Mark, what about you? And I, I know this answer, but. I am an early person unless a late person is with me. And I'm not going to call anybody out as being a late person, but if I'm in a meeting and that person tends to be a late person and their meetings run late or something, that slows me down. Or for example, if I'm going to a family thing and my wife is going with me, she tends to run on her own time schedule. <laughs> well, and I, and I look at that and I find that interesting because the number of times that we've shown up for uh, a client meeting or anything else, and I show up 15 minutes early and your car is already in the parking lot and you're sitting there waiting for me. And I'm like, I am 15. I'm a quarter of an hour early and you've been sitting there for God knows how long. And uh, it's just, you know, it's an interesting thing. Stephanie, what about you? Where are you at in that late or not late? Usually, usually I'm um, early in a calculated manner, like five to 10 minutes because I don't want to be too early. Uh, but if that's that is if it's an in-person meeting somewhere where I have to travel, I found that lately I'm kind of one to two minutes late for Zoom meetings because <laughs> I just forget that, uh, I, or or I'm I am uh, led astray by the like presumed ease of just hopping on the computer. I'm like, oh, it won't take that long to set up, and then you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the interesting thing, right? Like, how much time? Uh, how much time when you're doing those face-to-face -face meetings is, quote, wasted in sitting out there beforehand or getting there or the drive? Or how much time did you invest in yourself in listening to a podcast while you're driving to that meeting versus now uh, the way that we behave is we jump on the meeting two minutes before or a minute before. It really does call into question, A, how we're communicating that time, but B, how we're also behaving in that late or anything else because lateness or uh, punctuality is really just a question of time. And I know that that's also a cultural thing. So there was points in times when I've traveled internationally, which I found really interesting where somebody would say, I'll come pick you up at seven and we're going to go out to dinner. And I would show up down at the hotel lobby and I'd be sitting there and I'd, I'd have a cocktail. Maybe it was at 6.30 and I'd just be waiting that 30 minutes and then at seven o'clock no one was there and then at 7 15 no one was there and 7 30 was no one was there and all of a sudden where it's now 7 45 and they come and it was just normal that wasn't it wasn't rude it's not an expectation because time is very fluid in some cultures uh, whereas in other places that i've traveled it's if you say eight o'clock it's actually be there at 7.59 or you're going to get left behind. So it's really interesting even culturally how we communicate or experience time. One of the things that I try to focus on when I'm working with some of the executive clients that we're coaching is changing a mindset to prioritization to help them manage time. It's not a question of uh, I don't have enough time. It really becomes a question of what is my highest level priorities and what am I prioritizing to tackle first or second or third in that time management? So let's kind of switch 
into defining managing time because everybody has a different opinion and understanding of what does it mean to manage your time. Mark, what is your approach to managing time? So for time, for me, it's, it's all about sort of a task management approach. Uh, I create lists. Uh, I usually have pieces of paper on my desk with lists that I can scratch off items, sort of like a to-do list. I use a, an app called Todoist. I also use, uh, because our company is a G Suite customer, I use uh, Google Keep a lot too, because that app will keep notes across uh, my web platform to my cell phone. So it's more of a check this off, I can reorder, prioritize the task for the day or, or the week. And so that's kind of how I tackle managing my time and, and my to-dos. Now you've run some really big events and projects and everything else like that. And that is a huge aspect of managing time and, and time management. Do you use that same task approach when you're taking on some of the larger scale things? Yeah, most for the most part. Um, I might use other platforms depending on how many other people I'm, I'm working with on the projects that we can do more of a project management type system. But overall, it's still, to me, tasks, lists, check it off, order it. So that way, you know, we're getting, we're getting the walls put up before we're painting them kind of approach because painting the walls and then trying to build them is really challenging. Interesting. Okay. Stephanie, what about you? How do you manage time or what do you define as managing time? Ooh, how do, well, how do I manage time? I have a handy to-do list that I cannot part with. And every day I write down all the, everything kind of in a priority list. And also I really love Google Calendar. I will just schedule away like uh, one to two, work on this. Or I'll even have to schedule my lunch time sometimes or my check email time because I just really need to visualize those blocks. Okay, so you're you're much more of the visual side of things. You want to see it, you want to look at it on a calendar and everything else like that. Okay, that makes sense. Madison, what about you? I am a deadline queen. Um, deadline queen, okay. <laughs> I'll use that term because um, as I've mentioned before, I used to be a journalist. So uh, in college, they beat into you that you need to focus on deadlines and be able to meet deadlines, obviously. So um, it kind of goes into like prioritizing what needs to get done first um, in that deadline aspect, because obviously it's different with what we're doing now. Um, there are deadlines, but sometimes there's not. Obviously my whole job before focused around deadlines, always having to meet some kind of date or you know time I needed to get a story in, but I kind of try to prioritize, oh, when does this person need this project done? When do they want it launched? How long is the approval process going to be? And um, trying to kind of prioritize in that sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you and I are pretty similar on that question. I need deadlines in order to sort of stay motivated and on task. If I don't have a deadline, it's one of those things where I reprioritize. So for me, like time really is about what am I prioritizing at that moment or what am I not prioritizing at that moment? What is the most important thing or what is the plate that needs to be spun? Uh, and 
oftentimes I was asked like, okay, you, you take on a lot of different roles. You take on a lot of different projects at the same time. How do you do that? And part of it is, is being, I guess, maybe task focused uh, like Mark, but it's really strictly just which deadline is next. I focus there, I get that done, and then I prioritize the next one and the next one and the next one and my day just kind of all of a sudden is gone. So I, I want to talk about that though. What, how does, how does that ultimately play out in your life? Have you noticed, you know, whether it's in this time or a previous time, that it's seemingly that there's a time warp, like time and relativity. You know, we say things like time flies, time stands still. How do you experience uh, different things in, in maybe the way that you manage time? Is your task approach or your deadline approach or your balance approach, are any of those, uh, do they make time stand still for you or does it make it speed up? What's your experience on that? For me, when, I'm, when I have the list of tasks I need to do in a day, uh, I'm much more productive. And so I want to say time sort of flies by where if my list is sort of vague and or and or it doesn't have a real high priority for the day and i can be like ah i'm gonna put that off tomorrow time seems to go so slow and i don't know if that's just because i'm getting distracted on other items or looking into other things that um i'm not checking off that list so maybe that checking off the list is really just helping me um in my productivity which the more productive I am, time seems to go faster. I'm not entirely well, sure. It's interesting too, because it always seems like when we're experiencing something positive, time flies. And when we're experiencing something negative, it seems to stand still. So maybe that act of you know getting through your task list is something that is motivating for you and ultimately ends up, you know, wow, look at this. I'm kind of clipping along here. What about you, Madison? What is your experience with time flying or standing still? I would say among the same lines as Mark, um, you know, taking a deadline approach, time does fly for me. <laughs> there never seems to be enough time in the day ever. Um, and especially right now, again, you know, I can't believe it's already almost June <laughs> coming up. I know this episode will come out in June, but for us right now, it's the end of May. And I can't believe that three months have already gone by that I haven't been in the office. I feel like I, I went to bed and woke up and it was June. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is something to be said about the COVID dreams, right? Stephanie, what about you? How are you experiencing time? Yeah, well, actually, kind of recently in my life, I've had a little bit of a, a shift in how I experience time and that I, I like the deadline approach, but I think it can get really risky because if you are only um, thinking of your time as um, how it can be used in a productive way, then you're funneling all of your energy into time equals work or time equals um, the food for work. So I think it's really important to, to consider the quality of the time spent as well and try and find ways to, um, to devote time to things that promote balance and health and wellness. Because I was a person who um, only thought of time in terms of how can I get this done? What can I be doing to check off the box? And would forget that it's okay to kind of enjoy your time sometimes. And so that's the new mindset I'm trying to adopt around time. And I think that's a good point too, because for me, it's not just about task management. It's also about planning. And if I'm able to plan stuff out, then I also have that ability to 
create a balance in my schedule um, to where there, I can actually have somewhat of a life and it's not, not just all about work or, or tasks like that. And I think that's important to create that. Otherwise, you're just constantly juggling these giant balls of fire coming at you. And that can really uh, suck away your time and probably a little bit of your um, maybe attitude or state of mind. Yeah. Because you might be really stressed or um, high anxiety or fatigue. Or you totally burn out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why when I look at like my time management, when I'm effective in my time management, I've noticed that I'm able to leverage time for multiple purposes. So I might be doing one thing and I don't mean necessarily like multitasking, but something that I'm investing my time in may have a benefit not only for that project, but other projects that are going around. So I, I try to leverage that time for multiple purposes, but how does good time management or bad time management ultimately end up affecting you guys? Lots of stress, personally. Lots and lots of it. <laughs> stress if you're not managing the time effectively or if yes. you find yourself on that outside? Okay. What about you, Stephanie? Same thing. Lots of anxiety, I would say. So for me, uh, managing time wisely is, um, is a way to reduce that anxiety. So Stephanie, would you say someone who has that same experience as you where maybe bad time management might um, increase anxiety, our last episode on anxiety might help them? Yeah, 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 definitely. If you are someone who, um, who your anxiety levels and your time management approach are just linked, definitely check out our anxiety episode if you haven't yet, where we talk about ways you can manage your anxiety and kind of be in tune with those emotions. And I don't, I didn't want to imply that you had bad time management. I, I think <laughs> I phrased that wrong. It came out a little wrong, but you got what I was saying. Yeah, no, I got you. And I, I think I'm pretty okay at time management, but I'm definitely not perfect at it. And I know for me, I have uh, my time management. If, if I'm doing it poorly, I get major backlogs or pileups of work. And so trying to manage through that process is why I try to plan out and uh, do those checklists. But uh, because I am a planner, I also plan for major time vacuums or, or time sucks, what I, as I call them. So the planning for the unexpected, because if, if I plan and budget every minute of my work day and something, some giant ball of fire gets dropped in my lap well that creates mass chaos and back backlogs so i also try to budget these times where i go okay this is the unexpected and i think that's actually a really nice thing that we could talk about too is what are some of the pitfalls in time what are these things that become those time sucks and yanks us away from the things that we should be prioritizing or anything else because i know like when we look at pressure right we have these deadlines we have the stress or whatever some people thrive in that environment and then some people just completely dive and when they dive oftentimes they go into some other area or or find something to spend their time on that kind of gets them away from whatever they were trying to be productive on what are some different time sucks that you've seen or experienced or 
or even watched other people uh, and their behaviors that when they get that stress or that under pressure that they go and do. Netflix, 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 <laughs> <laughs> or any type of media consumption um, where I think it's, it's easier now more than ever to fall into a prolonged uh, binge watching hole. And you can totally just be consumed by that just because there's so much content everywhere. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think the invention of the DVR is what spiraled the time suck for the, the TV shows. You no longer have to tune in at a certain day and time. You can record a bunch and then just watch episode after episode after episode. Um, one of the things I've seen a lot is uh, perfectionism. And I see that a lot with uh, web development and like graphic design. And I've worked for 20 some years working with like graphic designers, designing postcards, mailers and things. And they'll spend so much time moving a line around. And I'm just like, I'm, no, it's fine. Uh, it looks great. Let's, let's, let's go to print. Let's go to print. Cause I'm trying to get it to print. That's what's on my checklist. And they're like, this line just needs to move just a little bit more, or I need to change the shading on this line. And, and to me, that's it's all about being an artist and i get where they're coming from but uh the average person that's going to look at that mailer doesn't care so i'm trying to get that job get done and out get it to market get it to market <laughs> <laughs> absolutely although they may subconsciously have a reaction to it that's better if the line is moved two clicks up <laughs> just saying <laughs> uh says our graphic designer right <laughs> madison what steals your time Oh my God, social media. This is no secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. My roommates and I were like looking at our screen time because you can do that on iPhones, obviously. And it was horrible. Worst invention ever. I know. Way. And honestly, my screen time is not horrible. It's like my average is like, I think like five hours a day, which for me being in quarantine, that's pretty good. But then I was, it was like, of that, like four hours, almost five hours spent like on TikTok because like when I'm going to bed, <laughs> I was just like, rolling <laughs> and then an hour goes by and I'm like, it's already 11 o'clock. I don't know how I just sat in my bed for an hour watching mindless videos. But I'm sure you were doing that for research purposes, yeah. right? For content, yeah. future content. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's that leveraging time, right? I'm getting enjoyment, <laughs> but I'm also researching two, two birds with one stone. And then five hours doesn't really count. Yep. <laughs> it's basically work. You know, I should yeah. bill you guys for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, welcome our company TikTok account. <laughs> that's funny. For me, one of the things that I see is procrastination. And that's, that's that word that, you know, every, how do I stop procrastinating? Or how do I get the motivation to just do this? And that's actually going to be something that we talk about in our next episode is motivation and getting ourselves to that point of uh, taking action or, or being productive and getting past that procrastination. But I tend to find that a lot of times when people are experiencing anything like fear or uncertainty or difficulty with a project or with a task, that they end up going into the, some of those different time sucks. Like if they know it's gonna be hard or if they're not 100% sure how to do it, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, here come all these pitfalls. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole because I don't wanna actually take on the task at hand. And I find that really interesting in terms of the way that we 
will deviate our time in order to make us feel better because we're afraid of something or because we have uncertainty about uh, one task or another. So let's switch gears here because I know that we're looking at all of these challenges, these pitfalls, these, these approaches, the way that we understand and communicate time, but we like to look at solutions. So what are some ideas that you have or different things that you would wanna share uh, that would help us to manage our time more effectively? So for me, all of my ability to focus and divvy my time up depends on whether or not I am well rested. And for years, I made the mistake of thinking, if I stay up and get these things done, it, it won't matter to me, I guess. It won't affect me in any significant way. But now I know that I have to get a set amount of sleep every night. Otherwise, um, my ability to, to time manage and to be efficient really is just shot. So if you're having trouble with time management, maybe reassess your sleep schedule and see, are you getting enough rest um, or are you sleeping too much? How can you... Um, how can you give your body the energy it needs to do all you need to do? Well, and that's super interesting because a lot of people will push and stay up or cram way late into the wee hours of the night, but your product, it's been shown, especially through neuroscience, that your productivity, your attention span, and your ability to even do cognitive tasks massively reduces with a lack of sleep. So, I mean, that's something that's that we don't often equate to. I should sleep more so I can be better with time. And it, it, it almost sounds counterintuitive, but I think that you're spot on in that question. Madison, what about you? How do you manage your time more effectively? Or what's some solutions that you would offer, especially with somebody with all the experience that you had and deadlines and, and meeting these aggressive timelines? What is something that you advise to get us on that track? So not only in my professional life, but my personal life, I am a planner. I get into fights with my boyfriend about this all the time. He says that it's my worst qualities that I always like to have a plan. Like I can't be spontaneous, <laughs> but I use a planner to plan out my work week, um, keep track of everything that I am tackling, um, especially now because I seem to lose track of like every day, everything I do in a day, especially um, right now. And then planning out like, social events, obviously, but just taking it day by day. Um, I use like a monthly and weekly. Um, most planners are built that way anyways, but um, it's obviously ironic that I plan everything out and everything I planned out got canceled. So <laughs> that's great. I was, I was looking at my calendar for June and it was like, everything was like crossed out. I was like, this is, this is great to look at. I would just tear the calendar pages out. <laughs> I know at this point, cause next month I, Next weekend, I was supposed to be going to Texas, and I had a lot of stuff planned for this month, so my planner was like, this weekend, this weekend, this weekend, and then I was just like big X's through it. So yeah, I think I'm just going to rip out the month of June, but yes, um, um, our planners are officially launched, our Kickstarter campaign. Um, depending on how much you pledge, you can either get a planner or other things along the lines, um, digital pages, or coaching. If you're interested in our behavioral element planner, go visit our social media pages. We will drop the plugs at the end of this episode or our website. Yeah, check them out. They're awesome. 
I have actually never been somebody that used a planner because it was, I never felt them to be functional for me. So if you're somebody that's maybe just getting into the planner game, uh, I do like ours because I feel like it's much more custom to like the way that people think or the way that they behave. But what would be your advice, Madison, in terms of getting into the planner game? Like wh where do you start? I think specifically with our planners, like you said, they're a lot more personalized. So they're easier to use in my opinion, because most planners are very generic and just generalized. Like you just get a basic month and then like a weekly or you can change it depending on the size. So some of them are tiny and they just have like a, a little month calendar and they don't even have space for a weekly. But with ours, they're a lot more personalized and you can plan out tasks and like deadlines a lot easier depending on your behavioral style. Okay, awesome. Mark, what about you? What are some ideas for managing time more effectively? Well, I think using priority lists is a, is a great step. As I kind of mentioned earlier, that's what I do. Um, but the critical part is, is leaving gaps in your schedule for the unexpected. You never know what's going to happen. Um, if something's due at noon tomorrow, don't wait to work on it until 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. tomorrow, because what if something comes up tomorrow morning? Um, and so it's, it's about understanding what impacts might occur in your life uh, that are just unexpected and trying to budget around some of that. Uh, the other thing is if, if you do have trouble with managing time or uh, creating lists or anything like that, you know, we do offer time management coaching where you could do one-on-one -on -one with one of our team members that can kind of work you through a process of tracking your time, understanding where you're using it, how you're spending it, uh, where you're investing it, and where you're wasting it. Uh, that could really help somebody if, if they've never really looked at how they spend their, their days. Um, the other big thing is, is avoiding uh, rabbit holes in your day-to-day -day life. Those, those can really, suck away your time so being able to identify those and or when someone you're working with takes you down rabbit holes all the time um putting a stop to it and so those are a couple strategies that might really help to, to manage your time better yeah and in relation to those rabbit holes that you mentioned when we talked about habits and our uh, habits podcast. That was something that we talked about is how do you create barriers for those rabbit holes to reduce those behaviors. So I think that's really interesting. And, you know, mine is kind of of the same vein. I look at it and say, tracking time. It's almost like if you're, if you're trying to change your health, you want to track the things that you're putting into your body. If you want to change your time management, you really need to be tracking your time because it is amazing uh, you might think that you're only spending, I, that's why I said this, the screen time app or that, uh, you know, that application on the phone, it was devastating because the first time I saw it, I was like, there's no way I spent that much time on these apps or there's no way that I spent. And then all of a sudden you start to see that data and it really does have an impact in going, wow, I probably spent the better part of an hour and 20 minutes every single day waiting in a parking lot to go into a client meeting. 
that's a lot of time. I mean, that's that's 80 minutes of lost productivity where I was sitting on my phone or doing something and maybe I could use that time more effectively or find something that if I'm going to have that time in the parking lot that I can ultimately prioritize or identify something that's more valuable. That and taking breaks. If you don't take breaks, much like sleeping, your brain gets caught up in so much. After 45 minutes of work, you need to take a break. Otherwise, your productivity massively and exponentially starts to decrease. But that's what I would say in terms of time uh, for strategies for managing it more effectively from my perspective. So I think this is really interesting how we all communicate time differently. Any final comments or anything that you want to leave our audience with as we head on out for this episode? Uh, when I'm struggling to make decisions that benefit my time management, I always say, um, do something that future you will thank you for. I've had those moments where I've looked back and go, oh gosh, why didn't I think about this back then? And now I would be in much better position or vice versa and saying, oh gosh, thank God I did this months ago and now I don't have to do that. I love that. Your future self, right? Future Jay's problem or future Jay's success. Closing comments from you, Madison? Uh, I kind of go along the same as lines as Stephanie. Um, just even if it's something little, uh, like, I mean, granted, I don't have to set my clothes out now, but when we were going to the office every day, I had a commute. So just little things like setting my clothes out, um, having my work bag by the door, little things that I know in the morning are going to make a huge difference. I'd be really thankful that I did them the night before. Mm, another future thank you to yourself, right? Mark? It, kind of along those lines, like I would prep my lunch or breakfast for the next day, you know, the night before, have it ready. So save me a little time in the morning, um, you know, listening to a podcast while I'm driving or something that, or uh, audio book just to be productive. Yeah. I, and I think when we look at time and we really start thinking about the way that we communicate it, remembering that it's a resource and it's a limited resource and prioritizing and making sure that we utilize that time wisely and that we're not wasting it or spending it on things that don't really matter to us in the long term. And whether that's spending it uh, with friends and family or whether that's spending it in your professional life, whatever is a value to you or whatever that most valuable thing is, prioritizing that and making sure that you're giving enough time to those types of things. But I wanna say thank you to our audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Behave Intelligently. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you want to learn more about Coeus Creative Group, visit our website or connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tune in next time when we're going to talk more about behaving intelligently and motivation.